0: chapter three of the leopard's claw by george washington ellis this librivox recording is in the public domain lord montroy meets an old friend at the st pancras station he hailed a cab and drove down russell square down the strand crossed over the thames embankment down to westminster where he entered the st stephen's club seeking one of the deserted writing-rooms he sat in a pensive mood when a short thick-built man with rounded shoulders and a brisk movement approached him lord montroy recognized in the tanned features and stubby brownish-red hair upon the low forehead william servier an old classmate and close friend after a hearty greeting and reminiscences mr servier described his recent african tour of business inspection and mentioned that his errand in london was to secure a manager for one of his west african branch business houses at freetown sierra leone what about the climate william that part of africa is called the white man's grave lord montroy remarked the health of sierra leone has been very greatly improved since our colonial office since sir matthew nathan as governor sir matthew being a splendid engineer has put it in a state of sanitation that is almost incredible to believe with a population of over forty five thousand fifteen thousand of which are white the death-rate being perfectly normal when compared with european cities of that size the electric lights and water supply with the european colony make living quite decent and endurable for an englishman mr servier replied what emoluments are paid your manager lord montroy next inquired this particular vacancy pays five hundred pounds two thousand five hundred dollars house rent and all prerequisites free with an opportunity to make a commission if the manager is worthy and works the business above a certain paying dividend lord montroy then related his brother's hasty marriage and desire to go to the colonies or some foreign country mr servier expressed his great pleasure in offering the birth to the brother of his friend and urged lord Montrey to give the matter immediate consideration and to report their decision as early as possible lord montroy then left the club and drove out to roxbury the county seat the roxbury is a large concrete villa of italian model situated upon a small knoll it is surrounded by terraces and lawns and orchards and oak trees form a wooded background driving upon the cement driveway on that bright moonlit evening lord montroy saw the couple seated in the floating marquee of the japanese garden they were enraptured so in each other that they did not note his approach until he hailed them when oliver looked around and saw his brother at the landing he quickly reversed the lever which controlled the automatic pulley and stood holding his arm around eva's waist as they floated back to their moorings oliver presented his blushing bride who after kissing her brother-in-law stood still as lord montroy placed her hand in oliver's and gave them both his blessing lord montroy expressed a desire to remain in the float he expressed his approval of his sister-in-law sitting opposite by his almost paternal and devoted glances the principal subject of his visit became more difficult to mention for to his mind the picture of the delicate water nymph in africa's surroundings was very unpleasant eva finally retired in order to supervise the preparation of tea upon the terrace lord montroy watched her tripping gracefully through the variegated border walks as the moonbeams played upon her truant curls and an almost inaudible sigh escaped him as he wondered if it were a premonition of evil in consequence of his tidings pull up old man i know the old pater is badly cut up and you hesitate to tell me oliver remarked yes that is a part of the unpleasant news oliver are you really serious about the colonial proposition yes harold we have quite made up our minds upon that subject oliver replied lord montroy then stated the proposition of mr servier but tried to dissuade him from accepting grasping his brother's hand oliver pressed his thanks in his usual impetuous manner eva returned and taking her brother's arm invited them to tea under a spreading hawthorn they sat down to tea served by a japanese valet oliver related their good fortune to eva as the trio wandered about the garden lord montroy then offered eva the permanent use of the roxbury estate and the prerequisites which would bring an income adequate for a modest living but thanking him eva expressed in a very delicate manner her desire to have her husband earn his own income, and finally win his father's respect and blessing. End of chapter 3